Welcome to the Biology of Trauma podcast, the show that provides professionals with the knowledge and tools for effective science-based solutions for the trauma healing journey. I am your host, Dr. Amy, and I've done the hard work so you can stop your endless searching, have a roadmap for your own work, and be able to help others more powerfully. Welcome to this episode of the Biology of Trauma podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy, and in this episode, we are going to be answering what is the physiology and neurobiology of the trauma response? Now, we hear the word trauma thrown around all the time, and people think of maybe a psychological response or an emotional response. But actually, if they understood what was happening in the body, they would understand that the key to understanding the trauma response is looking at the physiology and the neurobiology. People say that they've had a traumatic experience, and even the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study, the ACE study, showed the world how long-term health conditions are connected to trauma and stress in childhood. And so awareness of the importance of therapy and working through our formative experiences has grown, which is amazing. And yet what actually is the trauma response? What are we actually working with here? The answer lies in our body, in our physiology, in our neurobiology. And so in this episode, we are diving into the foundational biological aspects of the trauma response that you need to know. Whether you are a professional working with clients who have stored trauma, or you are on your own personal trauma healing journey, or both, <laughs> this episode will cover the vital information you need to get started understanding the actual trauma response and what you are working with when we say you need to do trauma work. Now, this is a section from a masterclass that I taught live. This masterclass was called From Trauma to Trust, and it goes into the five areas that are important for you to understand. So these are the five things that I'll be covering in this podcast episode. The state of the nervous system, that is the trauma response, two, the three steps of the trauma response, three, is it stress or is it trauma? Four, why the trauma response causes people to get sick, physically sick, their physical health. And five, what to do to not get stuck in the trauma response and move forward on your healing journey. Let's dive in. Let's start with a nervous system. So the first thing that we need to lay the groundwork for is that your body, your nervous system has three different states. There is the parasympathetic state. Sometimes this is talked about as the rest and digest, the social engagement. This is the parasympathetic state where your body is naturally in this good energy state. You're calm and yet very alive. You're curious, you're connected, you have energy, but you're, you're not over the top energy. You're present, you're grounded you're healthy, your body is healthy. And most of all, you feel secure. That is the description of the parasympathetic state of our nervous system. But there's two other states and we need to know these two other states because we're going to look at this trauma response next. So one state is the sympathetic state. It's a high, higher energy state. It's a higher energy state. And then the other state, this is called the freeze response. It can also be called the dorsal vagal response. This is the trauma response. So those are the three states of your nervous system. Every body is the same, which is great. 
So then let's talk about this trauma response. And here it is. Like, it's really not that complicated, but we've misunderstood it. So let's understand it now. The trauma response always starts with a trigger. And this is where your body goes into a startle response. You know, like when you're watching the squirrels, if you're out in the park or you're on a walk or something and you'll see the uh, animals, right? And they'll, they'll see you coming and they'll be this, their ears will perk up and they will have this startle response. Well, that's the beginning of this uh, response that we're going to walk through today. So it always starts with a startle response, which is a little bit of a high energy. It's not the highest energy, but it's just a little picker upper, right? And you're zoning in on what was that? If it was a sound, what was that sound? If it was something that you saw, what is it that I'm seeing? So it always starts with this startle response. And that's intended for us to lean into what just happened. Is this a problem? Or was that just my kid dumping something on the ground? Is this a problem? Is this a real threat that I need to respond to? Or no, was that just a noise? If it is a real threat, then our system goes into full-on response, which is that high-energy state. And this is where if you were an animal, you would start running. You are in your highest-energy state. If you're a human, (laughs) what you would be doing is you would be taking action to solve whatever problem just arose in your life. It is the high-energy state. You're taking action. You're in movement. You are doing something. Literally, the hormones rushing through your blood at that moment make you move. You can't not move. And this is very instinctual, meaning you don't even have to think about it. You are in movement, taking action to do something about this problem, whether that is running towards the problem and you're going to solve it, or the best solution is running away from it. Whatever it is, you are taking action and you have lots and lots of energy to take action. Now, the minute in which your body and brain say that forever, whatever reason, that's not a good idea. We shouldn't stay in this high energy state. Then your whole energy shifts and your body goes into this trauma response, which is the low energy. It's the moment in which you feel overwhelmed by the problem. It's the minute in which you sense that this is bigger than I can handle. I don't have the energy for this. And we stop taking action. And what we really want to do is we want to go to bed and pull the covers over our head. Now, we don't always do that, but that's what we would want to do if we could. Many of us force a smile on our face, continue on throughout our day, pretending as if nothing happened. But that's not what we feel inside. We feel the heaviness. We have thoughts of, I can't do this. This is too much. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. I don't have the resources to face this problem. And it can almost feel like giving in, giving up. Even though that may not be what it looks like on the surface, that's what it feels like inside. Has anybody ever felt this way before? The heaviness, the giving in, the giving up. Yeah. So this is actually your trauma response. 
This is actually your trauma response. The steps to this trauma response. Step one is the startle. Step two is the stress. And step three is that overwhelm. And again, there's different names for that overwhelm, depending on who you are and what you've been reading or what you've been studying. It's the trauma response, the freeze response. I use that language a lot, the freeze response. If you're familiar with the polyvagal theory, this is the dorsal vagal response, all describing the same thing, which is this lowest energy state of the body where the body is no longer in that high energy state facing its problems, taking action, but it's in the overwhelm. And internally, it feels very heavy. So then as we've been describing this, let's go back to that stress response. And how did you feel in the stress response? When I'm talking about you're taking action, you may be running from your problem, you may be facing your problem, but you are taking action. How does your body feel? It feels energized probably right? Like there's, there's energy behind it. Well, yeah, there, there should be because your nervous system, when we looked at those three states of your nervous system, you are in the high energy state, the highest energy state that you have. This is where people will sometimes intentionally stress themselves out in order to put themselves in that state because they can feel the most alive in that state, the highest energy state, high energy. And then that moment happens. And you can feel the energy drain and your body wants to go into that collapse. Your shoulders come down, your head comes down. You want to curl up in a ball. What's your energy level now? Oof, (laughs) pretty low. It's pretty low. In fact, sometimes we can feel like it's non-existent. What energy? What energy? The difference between stress and trauma is the energy level, the energy level, and that sense of overwhelm. When we're in the stress response, we're not overwhelmed. I've got this. I'm taking care of this problem. I'm taking action. And so the difference between stress and trauma is the energy level and whether we have felt overwhelmed or no, we're not overwhelmed. So our physical body absorbs this trauma, this trauma response, and we can actually see that through our physical health issues. So I want to show you just briefly how that happens. This is for what many describe for them has been like a missing piece for them. And so understanding that there is a biology to this, because when you get sick, This is actually why you get sick. The trauma response is communicated through the vagus nerve, which touches everything in your body. So it's going to affect your metabolism. Many people become overweight and have a very hard time losing weight, even though they're doing everything that they're told to do. They get brain inflammation. And so they start having a hard time focusing and they may start kind of losing their memory. They may start getting headaches. They start having what's called decision fatigue, meaning they just don't want to make decisions. Even the smallest decisions, like, I don't care. Don't ask me. I don't want to make any more decisions. (laughs) Their immune system can be affected. Autoimmunity, chronic inflammation, joints, gut, 
Speaking of gut, the whole digestive system can be affected because the trauma response is actually communicated through the vagus nerve, which is going to communicate to all of our body shut down. Like we, we just need to conserve energy right now. So the trauma response is not something that just happens in our brain. The trauma response is something that happens in our body, in our body. Does that make sense? Have you felt that? Now that we're talking about it, have you, have you felt that response in your body? And this is what has been so misunderstood about trauma is that it's something that just has happened in our brain. And so we just need to change our thoughts about it. It's like, no, 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 no. There's so much that happens in the body. The body has a trauma response. So when the body has had this trauma response and we haven't known what to do with it, the very first thing that we have to do, the first step, we need to come in and give something to this freeze response and it needs safety. The freeze response needs safety. And as the body is waking up out of this freeze response, out of the sleep that it has been in, out of the mindless living, just going through the motions As it comes out of that, the body goes back up into the stress response. It actually doesn't land in the parasympathetic. It traces its steps back. And so it goes into the stress response. Now, what does the stress response need? Oh, well, the stress response doesn't need safety. The stress response needs support. So step two, we need to learn how to create a felt sense of support for our body. Or else, if we don't, guess where it's going to go? It's going to go right back into the trauma response because it doesn't have the support that it needs. And then what we do is we come in and we can step into what's called expansion. And that's really where that parasympathetic state is. We can step into expansion, which is growth, which is trust, which is being present, being present with myself, and being present with other people, but in a way that I don't lose myself anymore. I can be present with you and not lose myself. And so that's the expansion. Expansion also is where we process trauma. We actually cannot process trauma when we're still in a trauma response or when we're in a stress response. The body doesn't feel safe or supported. It has to have those elements in as a foundation to even be able to safely process trauma. I have a whole teaching around this called the essential sequence. So I can't spend much more time on this, but I need to show you the big picture map of what needs to happen. Safety, support, and then expansion. Safety, support, and then expansion. And what we've tried to do is we've tried to go straight into the expansion. We've tried to go straight into processing things. We've tried to jump right back into a relationship. We've tried to do therapy without feeling, without having created a felt sense of safety and support for our body first. And when we look at what the effect of trauma has been on our life, we can see that the trust that we have lost is actually not just in other people. The greatest loss, the primary loss that we've had is the trust in ourselves, the trust in myself. 
I don't trust myself anymore. I don't trust myself to keep myself safe. I don't trust myself to not lose myself when I'm with you. I don't trust myself to make good decisions. And so you know what? I better just isolate. I better just guard my heart because clearly I cannot trust myself. And these are the decisions that we make then as a result of not trusting ourselves. Have you lost that trust in yourself? Anyone here has lost that trust in themselves at one point? Mm -hmm. This is what happens as a result of trauma. It's not just the loss of trust in other people. The primary loss, the greatest loss that we have had is the loss of trust in myself. And that's what we need to repair. Wow, we have covered a lot in this episode. And yet I wouldn't want to cut anything out because this is all important for you to understand the actual physiology and neurobiology of the trauma response. You need to know what you're working with. Now, as a review of everything that we covered, we covered the three states of the autonomic nervous system and which one of those states is the trauma response. We covered the three steps that happen to get us into that trauma response. Then we talked about how to tell the difference between stress and trauma then why the trauma response causes people to get physically sick. And we landed on what to do to not get stuck in the trauma response, but move forward on your healing journey. And if you only pull one thing from this entire episode, I encourage you to focus on that first step, that first step, which is completing and moving through the trauma response. This is creating a felt sense of safety for your body. The trauma response needs safety. There's no other way around it. And yet most people don't even know that their bodies don't feel safe, that they don't feel safe in their bodies. We've never paused long enough in our busy lives to notice, do I walk around feeling insecure or do I truly, truly inside of my body feel safe? And this is what so many people have found to be the missing piece. They can be doing all the right things on their trauma healing journey and still not getting the results that they wanted. Why? I mean, they're just doing the right things, but in the wrong order. The very first step and the missing piece for so many people is to create a felt sense of safety for the body. According to our body's physiology and neurobiology, no other trauma work will actually be able to be effective until we develop this felt sense of safety in the nervous system and give our body what it needs. It is the building block, the very first foundational building block that all other pieces of trauma work lay on top of that. The other pieces have to build on this foundation. I will never forget when Arena took my 21-day journey and during an open share time, she started talking about how different she felt in her body and especially around this idea of a felt sense of safety in her body. And what she noticed was not only was that her health conditions were improving, but she noticed her posture, get this, her posture was changing without her even consciously focusing on her posture. People were talking about, you look different. Your face looks different. You're standing taller. She can now walk and sit upright where she always had found herself hunched over unconsciously protecting her heart and stomach. And now she, she has a new sense of aliveness. She has a new sense of presence and being engaged in life rather than protecting herself from life. And it all starts with creating a felt sense of safety for ourselves. 
I invite you to take the next 21 day journey with me where I will lead you through this process and see what changes are possible for you when you learn how to create a felt sense of safety for yourself. This is truly where I feel that we start to come home to ourselves and and live as we were truly meant to live because we were not meant to live insecure. We were not meant to live hunched over. We were not meant to live sick. There is so much more waiting for us in life. And we just need to know how to actually give our bodies what they need to come out of a chronic trauma response. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I am your host for this Biology of Trauma podcast, Dr. Amy, and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe. We definitely will learn, laugh, and sometimes cry together on this healing journey, and you won't want to miss an episode. Give my podcast five stars, share it with a friend or colleague. If you felt an impact as it truly helps get the word out and breaking the paradigm of how we do trauma work. I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Until then, this is your host, Dr. Amy, sending you lots of love.